0: Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering The Emma Project by Sonali Dave. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez.
1: And I'm Jillian Davis. Keep up with us on TikTok, Instagram, and Patreon at The Pemberley, and you can email us at
0: thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to another episode of the Pemberley Podcast, where this week we'll be diving into chapters 17 through 20 of The Emma Project. But before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been reading, what we've been watching. I can go first because mine is, it's more dramatic and it's a tougher movie to watch. That's kind of been our pattern, hasn't yes, it? Yes, I guess I, so. One like,
1: consumes a romance and the other one is like, I saw
0: the grittiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I finally watched Whiplash, which was, it got all the awards so many years ago at this point. It was written and directed by Damien Chazelle, who's of La La Land fame. It stars Miles Teller of Top Gun Maverick fame mm-hmm. and stars J.K. Simmons of Spider-Man fame. So He's been everywhere. Yeah. He's on the State Farm commercials yeah, too. He's, <laughs> he's all over. But it's about this young student at a conservatory as a jazz drummer, and he's like really wanting to make it. And he is put into this band with this very, very intense teacher who uses some very unorthodox methods. And it's sort of just chalked up to be like, but he's brilliant, but he pulls out the best in people. So no one really can question him, but it's really awful at the same time. It's a really good movie. It's really intense and I feel like I was on the edge of my seat and I had to stand up at one point because I was like, oh no, what's going to (laughs) happen? It's currently on HBO Max, which by the time we publish this episode, it's leaving at the end of this month, September 30th. So you still have a couple days to watch it. Otherwise, I have no idea where it goes into the ether of streaming sites. So good luck finding it. But you can watch it before it leaves.
1: Does he like make it? I don't wanna spoil it for people, but does he make it? Does it is it
0: worth it? You see like his first year, so you don't you don't get like a flash forward of like, and now he's like a big time it's like it's really focused in on this one set of time in his life and in, sure. in their lives. So It yeah. sounds like a real roller coaster ride of emotions, but I'm like yeah.
1: Oh, I hope he made it. I hope he he was happy Maybe. Who
0: knows? We don't know. We don't know. (laughs) You make your own fan fiction and decide if he's (laughs) successful. I bet you there is
1: Miles Teller Whiplash (laughs) fan fiction out there. (laughs) Um,
0: But what have you been currently reading? You know, like different but not that
1: different from Whiplash. I've been reading Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Just a little context for everyone. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the book The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So this book is like the fourth installment of Taylor Jenkins Reid's like sort of master plan of like women, different women's rise to success in the 20th century. So like all four of her books somehow span from like the 40s to like the 90s. So this is about star, hotshot, unapologetic, winner, tennis player, Carrie Soto, her father is her tennis coach. And actually it also is like a beautiful like father daughter story, Mm -hmm. but he was like a tennis champ. He sees potential in her. He's like, you're going to be even better than I am. You're like Achilles. You're going to be like the best of the Greeks, the best of the best, just like what that mentality and what that attitude does to you growing up and how defeating it can feel when you don't win a match and just like playing against yourself and like really honing your skills And how she's basically like the best until she's like 29 years old and then she Mm. retires from tennis when she starts to do that decline that athletes inevitably do years later, she's now like 37 years old. There's this new hotshot tennis player who's like 19 years old. She's, a, she's coming for her crown because like basically Carrie Soto has like had the most grand slam titles of anyone ever. And this girl, Nikki Chan is coming for her crown. And she's like, I can't let that happen. Like I'm going to get back into shape. I'm going to make my dad, my coach again, and I'm going to win it all. Wow. And so it's, um, a lot of it, it, like, truly, like, 20% of the book is just about, like, her career as a tennis player when she was young. And the rest of it is about her comeback and how mm. it's, like, hard for her, her struggles, how she's changed, how, like, winning isn't everything, but also maybe it's kind of everything. Right. And it's a really good book. So it's great if you want to check it out at your local library or buy it at a bookstore.
0: Cool. Cool. <laughs> Let's dive into the Emma project. Previously, Nina has lost all her funding from Jiggy to Vanch Rajay, but vonch has a plan. Isha and Sid are starting to see more of each other in a more than friends kind of way. So we pick up on chapter 17 from vonch's point of view. vonch is getting ready for the day. He's going to go to Nina's office and that's where Nisha stops him. She's like, what's going on? You're working with Nina? what's Nina up to? And she's just very bitter and doesn't like Nina. I think what we've seen so far from the sisters is like this in front of Nina. They're very reserved. They don't want to really talk to her or look at her but now we're seeing the bitterness on full displays and she's not around. And we're just seeing how much they really do not like, or especially Nisha does not like Nina. And she keeps trying to dig at Nina being like, oh, well, I guess she's this, or I guess she's that. This is actually interesting because Isha comes out and she's like interacting and participating in the conversation. And it's actually Isha who snaps at Nisha to be like, Don't talk about her like that, which it's in the book. It's like, Vonch had never heard Isha snap. You're being unfair, Nisha. Nisha looked like she had been slapped. So that's the equivalent of what it's like to have the most delicate, soft-spoken person ever snap at you. Nisha kind of takes that and she's like, hurt for a second, but then she keeps trying to dig at Nina.
1: Do you think Isha's just feeling braver? Or do you think she's always liked or just not disliked Nina and sticking up for her? Right.
0: I think she's not disliked her. I think she's like, wait, Voncha's doing something good. Why are we trying to be mean to her? I think she sees the full emotional spectrum of all of this and what everyone has had to go through. Nisha is just like, she scammed our brother into like this whole thing. And again, like they don't really hold Yush responsible for what he did either. Because he's a man! Yes. <laughs> He, he won in the end. He's governor. He got the, yeah. war, he got his, like, his beautiful Yeah, he got girlfriend. partner. Yeah.
1: He, he, you're right. He did win. Like, it's like, we've kind of seen it from Nina's point of view, but it's like, they're Yush's family, so they're not gonna give him a hard time about right. it. But it's like, she didn't hold a gun to his head for yeah. this. Like, he agreed to participate. Yeah. It's normal that, like, the terms of such an arrangement should change, but also, like, I'm not team Nina, but, like, I get where she's coming from. Yeah. Like, yeah, she. Yeah has her issues, but she has her reasons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so as Vonch is talking about his app, he's like, oh, we're going to link up these homeless people with like really great skills and link them up into new jobs. Isha's like, huh, sounds like you need maybe like a professional photographer. Maybe you need someone who's renowned, handsome, and totally available right now. Yeah. And someone Vaunch- who's like also emotionally available. Yeah." And- Who's like really
1: comfortable in the outdoors? Yes,
0: all of those things. And Vaughn's like, huh? Oh, right, Sid. I know Sid. And she's like, yeah. Oh, you're so smart.
1: <laughs> have you, you know that scene in my Big Fat yes, Greek Wedding? Yes, yes. That's for those of you at home. It's where uh, Tula wants to work at the travel agency, and so they have to trick her dad into thinking it was his idea yes. so that it goes. I just love those moments. I love seeing those moments yes. in media. <laughs>
0: It's. I, I think I recently rewatched it, and I love the aunt who's like, "Oh, woe is me. Everything is so tough at the travel agency yeah. where business you, is bad. Yes, where <laughs> maybe one person comes in a day. <laughs> so yeah. it's great, and that's yeah. exactly what Isha is trying to pull here. She was like, "Oh, if only we knew a really fancy photographer who is available." And Vonch is like, yeah. My great idea is that I'll contact Sid. Sid loves me. Yes. Sid is obsessed with,
1: like, they have yes. crushes on each
0: other. So Vonch know. does notice that Isha looks thrilled about this, and he doesn't know why or doesn't really give it a second thought. He's like, Never seen Isha thrilled or, like, above a three on the emotional <laughs> scale. So <laughs> it's, like, a big deal. Sid is on board. Yay, that's gonna happen. As Vonch is telling Nina about this, she's like, watch out maybe for Sid. Like, we don't- You just met him. You don't know his true intentions or what's going on. But Vonch is like, someone take advantage of me. (laughs) Never. Who's gonna do that? Like, he- (laughs) yeah Yeah. he's just very trusting of everyone he's like yeah this person i met them once and they invited themselves to my house and now we're gonna work together this all makes sense i don't get why you don't see it nina
1: yeah we're best friends he's in my will what of it what (laughs) makes you think that i'm like getting taken advantage of
0: yeah Nina clearly has a lot on her mind because she's like kind of really digging into this and she's just like replaying the same argument. She's like, listen, I've been here for 10 years. You just got here. You're going to leave in like a second. Vonge pulls it out of her. He's like, what's going on? And Nina then reveals that one of their sites in Nepal has been attacked by a local gang. It's a very delicate situation. They don't know how to approach it. We go right into chapter 18 From Vonch's point of view, and we know Vonch is from a really great family. We know he's super well connected. I don't think we knew how well connected he is because within 20 minutes, he is on a Zoom with the home minister of Nepal. That guy is Naman, and he's like, whatever you need, Vonch, like we can have it taken care of. Like, just tell me go and like, we'll get it done probably
1: midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just thinking, I'm like, it's like the next day. Yeah, It's like the day has barely, it's probably dark. And he's like, oh yeah, like I'll send my guys there right now.
0: But Nina and her team, they do their due diligence. They go through every scenario, every possibility, making sure there's no more casualties or none of their people are hurt. Um, So they come up with a plan and and kind of relay that to Vansh and Amon. So that's going to kind of be in motion in the background. But then Jiggy shows up unannounced. I mean, it's his company. He works on like a floor above them. So he can show up whenever he wants to. He kind of hears about that. He's like, blah, blah, blah. Nepal, Nepal, Nepal. I'm done hearing about that. I just want to hear about the app. What's going on with Yush's, I mean, Vansh's <laughs> project. You know, the Rajay project. Why don't we just call it the Rajay project? Because mm-hmm. I keep getting you two mixed up. And mm-hmm. by the way, have you talk to Yush about this project have you mentioned it to him at all did he ask about me did he ask about me does he want to meet does he want to come to the pitch meeting like whatever you want like if Yush wants to come like I wouldn't say no yeah so like he's the guy I mean the governor like we have to make space for he should yeah
1: he can have Nina's office like we'll
0: (laughs) we'll just do that so that's what Jiggy wants. He wants Nepal to be put on hold so all their focus can be shifted toward the app. And he wants his presentation to their board in a month. Hurry is there. We haven't noticed Hurry because he's like in a corner just like shivering. <laughs> and he's like, what? A month? Like, that's impossible. But... It's a
1: real Theranos situation. <laughs> yes,
0: Vance doesn't want to back down. Nina doesn't want to back down. So they're like, no, we can maintain Nepal. And yes, we will... Do your presentation in a month, which sounds like too much work for Hurry, but they're going to push forward and, and help as much as they can. Really what Jiggy was hoping to this would spark is another argument and be like, I guess we'll have to drop Nepal. I guess this will, we'll just have to move forward and maybe Nina would completely drop out of the company, but... I think Jiggy's caught off guard that Vonch and Nina are somewhat of a united front right now. So he's like, fine, like, I guess we'll just have to go with it and they'll have to do this. The main thing is that Nina is starting to feel safe with Vonch, which is a really nice change. You know, they're still, I think, misunderstanding each other. They'll still have their arguments, but they're getting to a place where like, okay, we can at least work together. And that's a starting point.
1: That kind of takes us into chapter 19 where... It's been a couple weeks, and she and Vonch have been having regular calls with Naman, the minister of Nepal, who's, like, for sure in love with Vonch. Like, (laughs) there's a lot of, like, bromances in this book, and it's great. What's nice about it is he's also gotten to know Nina over the last few weeks, and he's like, Nina, you're so amazing. Like, I love you so much. Like, (laughs) you call anytime you need anything. My office will do all the paperwork. We'll cut through so much red tape. And she's like... This is so easy. Like, this is so nice. I, yeah. not, I don't have to do... I don't have to file for the thing and send it to that person and make a copy and have it for my own records and then just, like, call people and, like, wait in line and apply for this thing. Like, there's none of that. I just, like, imagine, like, a club where they, like, unhook the velvet rope and they're like, yeah. right this way, Nina. Yeah. And she's like, are you serious? <laughs> The clinic is going to happen. She starts crying. Fonch is there and like he's literally wiping her tears away to remind people the current state of their like physical relationship that will, of course, eventually bleed into a a more emotional relationship. The thigh incident TM is, like, the only time they have, like, inappropriately touched each other, like, appropriately, inappropriately touched each other. Nina is a denier. (laughs) Uh, Vonch is the opposite of a denier. He, like, brings it up in conversation. He's like, good morning, remember that time when... Things are about to get taken to another level. This is like a very sort of hot and heavy kind of chapter. It's exciting. She's crying, she's emotional. She's just had this high at work. Then they like go back to her apartment. Side note, when I was picturing this moment in my head, I thought it was like after work, it's dark, it's happening. This is literally in the morning. (laughs) Think of it, it's like 11 a.m. And we'll find out why in just a minute. So it like starts pouring rain because it's San Francisco and they're like, oh no, it's wet. They're like in, You know, he's like, oh, good job today, buddy. Guess I better go now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, wait, but if you leave, you'll get soaked and then you'll die. Like we can't have that. <laughs> like they go upstairs and they're like about to walk into her apartment. He's like, are you sure you want me to come in? And she's like, yep. They start passionately making out in her apartment. He literally picks her up, looks at her like, I don't know if I can like say this on our podcast, but I'm <laughs> It's <laughs> like so intense. Um, because like he picks her up, like, like carries her, I'm guessing, bridal style, and then he like looks at her in her eyes and he's like, I wanna make you scream. I'm clutching my pearls at this point when I'm reading this. I'm trying to think back: is this like the steamiest scene in all of the
0: books? I was gonna say, Sonali! Sonali! I'm clutching her pearls! <laughs> This is like, we haven't seen this kind of chemistry and passion in her other books. I mean, with so many, with all her books, it's been like these two people who are coming together, reuniting, and then like, maybe a look, maybe a glance, and maybe like, a we touch. it's can't. It's not appropriate. It's very Jane Austen. But Sonali was like, this is the last book in the Rajay series. We're going to go in. She's like, they
1: know each other. They're familiar with each other. They're just going to get naked. It's just going to happen. <laughs> And we're here for it. And we're in chapter 20. We had like sort of a fade to black situation, but we got to hear about all the magnificent things that Vonch did to Nina. And I'm (laughs) happy. Like he's there. He's panting. He can barely breathe in a good way. She can't move her legs. They're just like in that moment. And then we hear buzz, buzz. Oh, someone's like trying to get into my house. So what's the number of people who visit her unexpectedly? Obviously her mom. So she's like, there's a boy in my room. You know, this is the second time. We've had a boy in our room this whole book. It's an emergency. Mom's coming. Mom can't know that there are boys, especially Rajay boys who are not Yush in the bedroom. It's a small apartment in San Francisco. You know how it goes. So she like throws him in the closet (laughs) like he's dirty laundry. Her clothes are still wet, by the way. It sounds like she's still sort of, like, dressed up top and then, like, has to pull on pants. Yeah. And uh, soaking wet, mom comes in. And she's like, God, why does it take you so long to answer the door? And we're like, she's like, mm, sorry, it's, it's wet outside. And mom has brought her a week's supply of healthy Punjabi food. Smells amazing. I can just picture it. All the foil. She even makes her own naan, which I, is yeah. any type of bread that anyone makes fresh. I'm like automatically impressed. Yeah. <laughs> but like,
0: I know I missed that part of the pandemic where everyone learned how to make like sourdough starter and everything and focaccia. <laughs> I missed
1: that too. I just bought it at Costco. I yeah. was I thinking. <laughs> yeah. So she, she's like made everything from scratch. And, and this is where we get like, like we had a mom incident last episode where she's like, please, could you get together with Yush? We don't bring up Yush this time. Like, I think a lot of moms out there, she did come to criticize. (laughs) She came to play. (laughs) She brought her a bunch of healthy food because she makes a comment about how she's gained some weight since the breakup. And she's like, we need to get you back down. Stop eating pizza. Stop eating restaurant food. Like, I brought, I made you healthy food. Enough for a week. The way it's described in the book, it's enough to feed like an army, which I believe. (laughs) Just describing it, I was like, oh. I want to eat that right now. Also makes a comment about her skin color being darker than hers. We hit, also, you're not married. And also we hit, I brought some pictures of some nice young men for you to look at. If uh, you would like to do that, do that. It's
0: just the Shondi checklist of like, what do I need to go criticize (laughs) about today? Not married. She's gained weight. Her skin color check, 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 and she hits, all, she hits all of those things, but. It doesn't touch Nina right now because she was like so happy. Yeah.
1: I'm reading this. My jaw is on the floor. Uh, like I've just been criticized. Yes. Right. And I'm like, how could you say this to be mom? But what's great about it is normally this is the kind of stuff that brings Nina down. Like even yeah. though her mom is like a very loving, supportive parent, she has notes. And, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> she has notes. She's like, here's what you could improve and here's oh, yeah. where you could be the perfect
1: daughter. But yeah. not yet. So not this, yet. Is, how, this is how you improve. This is how we're, we're getting back on track. Yes. Exactly that. And normally that stuff like brings her down, but not today because she's still in that post-coital bliss with Vonch in yeah. her head and it's great. It shudders a little bit when she's like, I'm on my way to have lunch with Mita auntie. Literally Vonch's mom, which that's what I'm saying. I thought it was night and she's like, I'm on my way to have lunch with Mita," yeah. And I'm like, it's 11 a.m. What are you guys doing? You didn't work. And apparently I want to know how this is going to unfold because basically what her mom brings her is like, Mina would like it if you would stop working with Vonch. Okay, did she tell you this? And she's like, no, but I can just tell. (laughs) And she's like, in so
0: many words, she conveyed that she does not like you two working together. Mina means so much to Nina. So she doesn't want to upset her. She doesn't want to be like on Mina's bad side. But it's also like, is this really what Mina wants? We don't hear her perspective or actually this wasn't like a directive. She told Shandi like, Hey, make sure our kids don't work together anymore.
1: Yeah. It's weird that you guys are working together. Like you see each other all the time. Like this is your ex boyfriend's brother. Stop it. Yeah. And she's like, well, no. And she's like, well, I'll tell Mina that you'll think about it. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna think
1: about it mom She's like alright like this is enough of that I'm gonna have lunch but by now Eat my food don't eat anyone else's food Nina's feeling a little down About herself she allows Vonge to leave the closet <laughs> and I don't know She kind of has like this vulnerable moment Where she's like oh man he hasn't like Technically seen me naked yet He can't see so she like changes the rest of her clothes Or she turns out of her wet clothes In the bathroom comes out He's shirtless he's gorgeous And I think she kind of no but like, I think she has this moment Where she's yeah. like shoot Like I was just reminded There are so many problems with me hmm. Why is he here hmm. And it's like a low blow And she runs to the kitchen And we cut another like bit of a cliffhanger we're going to be talking about chapters 21 through 24 next week so definitely stay tuned you can keep up with us on social media Instagram TikTok Twitter at The Pemberley or you can email us with your comments questions concerns at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com